This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, chickens. It's the fabulous Adam Richard. And uh, have I calmed down? No, I've got theories! Okay, uh, we're still reeling with our many theories and our reactions and our opinions and what happened in the season finale of Doctor Who for Series 12. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So I've got an email from Kian who... It, it is a beautiful, beautiful email and it is a little bit distressing in part. So... Uh, I'm going to read out some of it and react to it and see how you feel about it. So, Keon says, I was having a great time watching the latest episode of Doctor Who, the big finale, got around to the 45-minute mark and just had to pause and see what everyone else was thinking. Keon, what are you doing? Oh, no. He says, I've got the attention span of a gnat. I understand that myself. I can't help myself. After reading some of the comments, part of me actually felt my mind changing about the episode. No! People's endless negative reactions putting a real dampener on my enjoyment and making me overanalyze what was before then just a rollicking good adventure. It, it, it still is. It, it hasn't changed. Oh, dear. And it got me thinking, do you think part of the problem with fandoms is that as humans, we love to be downers? Mm, yes, yes, I, I would have to agree uh, from someone that suffers from anxiety and depression and all those things. I mean, I don't love to be on a downer, but it is, you know, my first reaction. Um, so we're more likely to share our opinions if they're extremely negative rather than positive. 
Look, I was a celebrity gossip for 10 years professionally. A lot of my stand-up was very negative. I was bitchy. Uh, I was mean. I said some horrendous things. Um, because I knew that would get a reaction. So, I, I am on board with you and totally agree with you there, Kian. Um, now that we have instant access to other people's shared thoughts via the interwebs, our own initial opinions can get drowned out in the negativity. Yes, it can. And we conform to the hive mind of... Swear word. <laughs> um, a swear word for a negative behaviour and things. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say crapness. Um, I think there is a hive mind of crapness. Uh, also, positive reactions don't make for great review content. They do! Listen how excited I am! <laughs> Um, it's just a bit boring to say, I loved that episode. Uh, it, it can be a bit boring. It's far more interesting to harp on about all its perceived shortcomings. Like there are entire YouTube channels out there that are basically devoted to bashing Doctor Who. Well, I have said before, no one hates Doctor Who more than a Doctor Who fan. Um, you'd think they'd have a non-existent audience after a while, but people who hate modern Who seem to keep coming back and get a real kick out of it. I think it's... Uh, look... You know what I think it is? I think there is an expectation. We love the show so much and we want it to be the best show on television. And I myself went through a period where I think it was season nine. Um, a lot of season eight very disappointed me. This is the Peter Cap first Peter Capaldi season. Um, you know, people often quote Robot of Sherwood as a terrible mess of an episode. And that was... One of the high points of my, <laughs> I'm going to call it a high point of my dissatisfaction, uh, as opposed to my low point with not liking the show. Um, so season nine, I didn't really watch when it went out, when it was on TV. I kind of caught up with it later, like months later, the New Year's Day special, I know the Christmas special, I don't think I watched until after New Year's Day. Um, cause my sister was here in Sydney and we were like, I'd moved that year and we were wandering around. And I saw it was on in a, a pub and I thought, oh yeah, I've got to get around to watching that at some point. Um, that was the one with the superhero one. Uh, so yeah, I was not really into it. And then season 10, I had to watch for work. Um, I was invited to be part of Whovians and I was like, oh my God, this is the biggest of all ironies. I have now been asked to be a professional fan of a show that I have decided I'm no longer a fan of. <laughs> And watching that show in an analytical way where actually made me really enjoy it again. Also, I think part of that was that, in my opinion, Stephen Moffat's writing on series, his first series, so season five and season 10, I think as a showrunner, he did an amazing job of those two. And also the uh, Day of the Doctor 50th anniversary episode, I think was amazing. And I think what happened was... In the intervening series, he was also doing Sherlock and just was stretched a bit thin. Like, the first series of Sherlock was amazing and then I started to find that a bit annoying and, you know, deadlines are deadlines. You've got to get stuff done. Um, but that's my opinion. I may be wrong about that. It might just be that that's, they're the two series that I enjoyed the most. Uh, the final Peter Capaldi and the first um, Matt Smith. But, uh, you know, being forced to watch it as a job makes you reassess it. Uh, and then this, the first Jodie Whittaker series, I was also on Whovian, so I was enjoying that immensely, even though there were a few people around me at the time who were 
constantly negative about it and possibly contributed to my decision not to go back to that show. Um, but that's my they're my own issues. And b- uh, by the way, well, I'm not talking about anyone on the screen. Nobody on that show uh, contributed to me not wanting to come back. In fact, if anything, they made it harder for me to say no because uh, I love all of them. You know, Justin Hamilton... Rove McManus, uh, Tegan Higginbotham have been friends of mine well before ever having done Whovians. I fell in love with Bajo when we first had a meeting and I absolutely adore him. Um, So, yeah, no one on the show uh, contributed to me not wanting to be there. But also part of the... One of the contributing factors of me not wanting to do Whovians was the fact that I would see unfinished episodes. Like, so for two years, I watched Doctor Who not like everyone else. Like, you know, their special effects weren't done. Some of the dialogue was just text on screen that hadn't been recorded yet. That was, uh, you know, some of the dialogue was like to be written. Um, Like, seriously, like (laughs) there's a couple of Stephen Moffat episodes where it was just like TBW, (laughs) to be written, bit of dialogue that explains what's happening on screen. Um, so yeah, uh I so that contributed to me not wanting to do that show anymore, but what it did do was make me love Doctor Who more than I have in a long time. So maybe if you're not enjoying the show at the moment, you need to come out the other side. Uh you need to go through a period, you need to give it up. You need to say I'm not going to watch Doctor Who anymore and then pick it up later and go, "Oh, why did I hate this so much? Because it is fun. It is really fun. Anyway, back to Kian. I've completely distracted myself from your letter. Um, <laughs> I found myself having a bit of a who existential crisis. Yes, yeah, I can. I totally understand. Staring at the Daypol TARDIS on my desk. Oh, a Daypol TARDIS. Oh, my God, so cute. And thinking for something I've invested so much time and emotion in, I really hate a lot of the toxic community that surrounds it. But maybe that's what they think. They've invested so much time and the show becomes something they no longer like or identify with. That can happen with anything. Um... That must equally suck. It's almost like we have to try and respect that fact that people have opinions that aren't our own and not let them diminish our own enjoyment of the program. And sometimes I find that hard to do. Oh, Ken, it is hard. It is hard. I think one of the easiest things is to try and... uh, I mean, I don't want to say don't engage with fandom because here I am asking you to engage with me. Um... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> by the way, um, Kian says, listening to your podcast was a strange experience. It made me go, oh, you can enjoy Doctor Who. You don't have to immediately hate it. <laughs> it was a mind-blowing revelation. But I have been through that, Kian, and I wanted to express that to everyone. And I wanted to say, I have been through the experience of not wanting it anymore, of it not being the show that I wanted it to be. And I think that's the problem. Our expectations... And what is handed to us are very disparate things. I went to a screening of The Force Awakens, the first J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie, and there was a fan there, like I did a podcast with Steel Saunders afterwards, and there was a fan there who hated it. He hated it. And through what he was saying, I realized he loved the George Lucas prequel trilogy, and of course he hated it, because that was a mess, and I did not like that. Uh, Anyway... All fandom. All fandom wants something bigger and better and more amazing than could 
ever be delivered to them. And you just either have to be happy with what you get, because as a Doctor Who fan, this show was not on for like a decade (laughs) or more. It was not on for a really long time. Like the whole of the 90s, there was one episode. Um, So I'm happy that it's back and whatever it is, I'm going to enjoy it. Some of them I'll enjoy less than others, but I'm going to enjoy it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.